baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Oftentimes, we don't stop and recognize the heroic actions that happen. Maybe it's because it's overwhelming. Maybe because we we don't know what to say. And I was struck today when St. Paul's fire chief, Butch Anks, uh, called his own firefighter heroic. Because it just this image of a fire at 1.30 in the morning, neighbors screaming out that there are children inside that home, and the actions of, of, of this one firefighter, and really the whole crew of first responders, was just amazing. And uh, St. Paul's Chief Butch Anks, uh, nice enough on a very long day uh, to join us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Chief, nice to talk to you. Thank you uh, for what you do, and thank you for what what your firefighters uh, did this morning. It it had to be uh, really a scary scene for them as they rolled up. Yeah, thank thank you, and thanks for having me on. Um, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, pretty pretty chaotic scene. Pretty. Um, yeah, unique uh, with seven people trapped in a in a fire and um, yeah, pretty pretty uh, can be overwhelming as you as you mentioned. But um, I'm so proud of the women and men that responded today and this morning and and the work they did. Um, I couldn't be more proud as a fire chief today. There were uh, six kids in the hospital right now and uh, mom in the hospital, uh, critical condition. We, we don't know how this is going to end up, but what we do know is that those kids have a chance uh, because of the, the crew that got there. You, you had said earlier today they, they were there in under five minutes. Yeah, actually, uh, the, the first crew was there in under four minutes and we had the other, you know, four to five rigs there in under five minutes, um, which is pretty impressive in itself, uh, response times. Um, and it just... Uh, you know, the quick response gave gave us an opportunity to do what we do, do our job, and and gave them an opportunity to be rescued and um, to get the treatment they need. The Piner Press reported that, you know, neighbors thought the youngest in the family was an infant or around one year old. The oldest is elementary school age. So pretty young kids in this house. What what you mentioned one firefighter uh, who saved a bunch of those kids. Describe kind of how that happened. Yeah, so I, I made, you know, I typically make some phone calls to the folks that respond and just, just to see how they're doing and then just have them walk me through what they did, right? Walk, walk me through how the scene went for you specifically. And, and this particular firefighter began to tell me on how they, they arrived and, and went in and um, he began his search in, in the first bedroom and, and found a victim right away, brought the victim out and went back in, immediately back in to the same bedroom, um, which is another piece that, you know, oftentimes 
the responders will just go to the next bedroom. But he mm. went back into the same bedroom to make sure that was cleared. And he found another, he found another victim and brought him out, oh. brought that victim out. And they went back in for a third time to the same bedroom because the bedroom wasn't totally clear and found a third victim and, and came out. Um, and at that time, our, our medical personnel were working the other patients. So this firefighter had to, um, you know, carry this patient a little further away from the house to the next medic rig. Uh, he took his gear off and he started working the patient with the medics on scene. Um, and that, again, I, I, I've been doing this for 30 years and I, and I don't use that word heroic uh, very rarely. But this, this particular individual um, was extremely heroic on, on this call, along with, you know, I learned later that we had another firefighter who rescued two, two of the victims. So um, it's just uh, the work they did in faced with such a chaotic um, incident, um, I, again, couldn't be more proud of them. Right. It, hearing you talk about it just gives me chills because you look at, you know, and certainly when you're a firefighter, you go into sort of action mode when you respond. You are doing your job. You are clearing the room. But when you take that helmet off and have a moment to gather your own thoughts, I mean, pulling two kids out, pulling one kid out, but to pull three uh, children out of that house, uh, it's 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 in it's amazing and it's intense. Yeah, the the emotions are you know it's it's an it's a roller coaster, right? Yeah. Your your adrenaline's going. You're you're really trained and organized and equipped to do this, right? We when you get there to just go to work, and you do your job and you do it really well as they did today. Um, but then you, you reflect on what what you just did, and that brings a whole new rush of emotions. And and throughout the day, other emotions hit you, and and then upcoming days, it's just processing all of that is just very. It, it's hard on our responders. It, it is, and and you know we do what we do because we want to help people, um, but you know we're human beings as well, and and it does impact us. And so, um, yeah. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah. St. Paul's Fire Chief Butch Inks uh, with us talking about a uh, house fire overnight in St. Paul. Six children, uh, one adult in the hospital right now in regions. Uh, you know, how do you how do you take care of your firefighters right from that emotional level? Obviously, no, no one was physically injured. None of the firefighters were. But how do you tend you know, and, and you've been doing this for 30 years, I imagine things have changed a bit as far as the awareness of understanding we do need to, to take care of the emotional side of it for firefighters, too. Yeah, very important to do that. Uh, and, and as you said, I've been doing this a long time, and things have changed over time. You know, 30 years ago, it was you never said anything. You just you just came back to work and went on the next run, and you, you processed it however you did back then. Yeah. Um, but we've we've been very intentional on putting things in place to to make it known that you know as as responders um, it's really okay to not be okay it's it's okay to feel bad and, and feel those emotions and and so we've put in 
what we call our peer support group of people where we've, we have trained our own folks that our own responders can reach out to their own people for that support and, and resources they need. We have found over utilizing this system and this process, we get a lot of people um, engaging in that process as opposed to um, the more formalized processes that are available to us. How'd you guys get there so fast? Well, we, we um, you know, the tones come in and our folks, we, we, we stop whatever we're doing. We get on the rig and we, we head that way. And, and so um, everybody responded from the fire station. The call, did and, the call come from in the house? Was that? Yeah, there was a call from the house um, and, and unsure on who made the call. Yeah. But uh, in that uh, dispatch, dispatched us immediately and, and, you know, we we went to work, right? We get in yeah. our rig and we start yeah. going there. And, and so. Yeah, we know. I mean, especially with a house like that and in the pain failing neighborhood, like a lot of those homes are old homes. So if a fire starts cooking, you know, every minute it's getting worse and worse and worse. Absolutely. Time is time is critical. Time is our, our friend and time is our enemy. Right. It's it's, uh, you know, fire doubles in size every minute. And for us to get out of the house quick get out of the fire station quick and get get to the scene quick it gives us an opportunity to do our job and it gives us an opportunity to give give the victims that were rescued a chance to get the treatment they need so um yeah time is definitely the the key in our in our world st paul fire chief butch inks with us is there any update on on how uh, the kids are doing or how mom is doing no all, all seven are still in critical condition um you know, we performed CPR on scene, uh, transported the patients, uh, still in critical, um, appears to be a lot of um, issues related to smoke um, from the scene right now. Sure, sure. And the, the hour of the morning, you, you assume that those kids were asleep when that fire started, at least. Yeah, it's, that's what, um, you know, you, you can draw that assumption um, pretty accurately there. Yeah. Uh, Chief, uh, before we let you go... Uh, what what is the status of you know we talk a lot about policing in this community. I know that firefighters uh, have been under more stress with medical calls as our population gets older. More and more medical calls happening. Where, how is St. Paul doing as far as staffing and kind of what what is it, it is relatively rare uh, that you have a house fire like this. You guys are busy doing a lot of other calls during the rest of the time generally. Yeah, our staffing is, um, we're fully staffed. We're, we have a full complement of firefighters. Uh, we just graduated a class uh, last week. Um, and so we are, we are fully staffed. But, you know, our, our approach to responding is, is different than many others. You know, we're, we're very, we analyze data and we analyze where, where we can inject the best resources to, um, to, to address the biggest need. And so that is proven over time to help us be prepared for other runs that come in, specifically this house fire. Yeah. Well, great work today. We thank you every day and your firefighters, the men and women who are out there doing that work. Uh, and we, we just, we're thinking of that family, of course, but we're thinking of uh, the firefighter family too tonight. So thank you. No, I, I really appreciate you doing that and, and, and taking the time to call to, to let us talk, right? We, we do appreciate your support. And um, again, um, I couldn't be more thankful of the, the work that these folks did um, for the St. Paul Fire Department. Yeah. So, yeah.
Good stuff. All right, I'll see you at Abogados Cafe next time. I think that's where I last saw you there in St. Paul. Getting All a, right. Getting, a, getting we'll, a cup of coffee. We'll see you there. Very All good. right. Thank, Thanks, thank Chief. you. Have a great day. Take care. Chief Butch Inks joining us here on CCO. Good stuff. 548, back in just a minute. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.